Hey guys, thank you for joining me on the AEW Insider. As always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz. This is episode four and the February 3rd, 2019 edition. Welcome. Let's get right into some AEW news and gossip. There's been a lot of rumors going around that Brock Lesnar is in talks or considering signing with AEW. If you ask me, I think it's just a ploy, a bargaining chip like he did with UFC to milk more money out of the old man Vince. But we all know Brock is about the money, so he could go where the money is. And we also know that it's definitely with the cons in AEW. I don't think he will, though. Where could you go pretty much and barely work and get paid millions and millions of dollars? He could do it in UFC, but he has a risk of getting beat up. And we all know that Brock hates to be embarrassed, and it has happened in the past, even though he has kicked some major butt, too. Why go through all that and, like, seriously get hurt or hurt people when you could just show up a couple times a year on Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views and make a boatload of money? So if you ask me, I think he'll definitely stay with WWE, unless they don't pony up the money. But that's one of their goals them boys so they definitely will the young bucks made an appearance at an indie show over the weekend it was called come hell or high water it was in atlanta i definitely knew it was in atlanta because what they've been doing the last couple of weeks when they're going to do a pop-up is putting like a little video clip on their twitter and it was donald glover from the show atlanta so i mean it was pretty easy the easiest so far if you ask me uh, while they were there, they did confront Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix. They went in the room. They said, right now, you guys are the number two tag team in the world, meaning that they were the number one. And if they wanted to be number one or get a shot at being the number one tag team, they had to come to AEW and join them so they could beat the Bucks. Uh, so they are joining AEW, but they do not have exclusive deals, reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet. Uh, it was really weird because Jericho stated that they did sign deals, but that is unsure of as of right now. So from what I know, they still get the honor they already booked dates in 2019 with such organizations as AAA, CMLL, Impact Wrestling, MLW, and Lucha Underground. Boy, I love me some Lucha Underground, but from what I hear, the ratings are horrendous. I really don't think it's going to have a next season. The, the last season barely got took off the ground, but it's so awesome. You got like John Morrison there, Sammy Callahan, Pentagon, so many great wrestlers there, man. I mean, Lucha is great. It's going to be, it's going to stink to miss it. Uh, Kenny Omega was on the Cyrus show. Cyrus and Lance Storm do a radio slash podcast show. Uh, I don't know if Lance Storm wasn't there that day because they only caught the Kenny Omega part, but maybe like Kenny just did a, a side interview with them alone and then he played it on his show. But the basis of it was about his upcoming HBO documentary, which I cannot wait to see. He revealed that in his career, he was in a crossroads about quitting wrestling and becoming a full-time jujitsu fighter until he had a match with... AJ Styles. That made up his mind to be a pro wrestler full-time. He thought, what am I going to do? Fight in these little places and win a little trophy for jujitsu? No, he was an entertainer and he wanted to entertain. So wrestling was full throttle since then for Omega and he has not slowed down at all. Thank God if you ask me. He also said that Okada and Obushi also appear in the documentary. And he was surprised that such a big part was spent on the Golden Lovers, but not upset about it, of course. I, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Tessa Blanchard appeared on the Jim Ross show and gave her take on AEW and if she was be able to sign with them. Uh, she said in the past few months she had to make a, some really hard decisions regarding the business. She signed with Impact Wrestling for two years, but is allowed to wrestle for indie promotions, as you see her pretty much every weekend. Uh, they have not looked that deep into AEW yet, which they probably won't until they take off full throttle. 
model, but they're definitely going to have to. She thinks that they will be successful. She stated like WoW Wrestling, which she also is a part of. She doesn't think that AEW is trying to beat WWE or anybody. They just want to compete a little bit and give fans an alternative. And if you ask me, there's nothing wrong with that. She also stated that Cody Rhodes is like her brother to her, and he and the Bucks are very, very smart. If you ask me, Impact has treated her very well since signing her. They let her shine like the diamond she is, no pun intended. Named her Female Wrestler of the Year, and I personally think that she is amazing and gorgeous. I loved her from the first time I laid eyes on her. I know you used to go out with Ricochet, gal. I don't know if you two are still an item. If not, Tessa, holla at your boy. AEW is down to two major television deals, which I've been saying since our press conference months ago. Uh, Dave Meltzer stated that it would be the biggest TV deal since WCW. So no matter where they go, they will have WWE scrambling. I mean, all the things, uh, things you heard in the past couple of weeks and months, they already are. They're taking people's AEW shirts off at press conferences. Mine are coming in the mail this week, my hat and all that. Pro wrestling just takes forever to ship them, but I still love them. But I need all my gear for WrestleMania week so I can represent present. Uh, but they had WWE scrambling. They've been backstage trying to sign current superstars whose contracts don't expire for another two years. Not even two months, not even a year, two years. That's how scared they are. They're trying to lock them down early and have them re-sign. WWE definitely smells blood in the water. Now, speaking of WWE, let's get over to some WWE news. That World's Collide tournament was amazing. I love when they take the minor leagues and they let them shine. It's 97% of the time always better than the main roster. I think that Tony Nese, TJB, Dijavik, Adam Cole, Bebe, and Humberto Calillo did a great job. Humberto is going to be a big star if he doesn't get injured. And I only say that because with the moves he does, I mean, he's probably prone to. The kid's got moves. Check him out if you have not. And Cedric Alexander and the Tyler Bate match we had some awesome spots in their match, too. Keith Lade and Tyler Bate, besides that, did not do much for me, which is surprising. But the winner of the tournament, of course, was my dog, uh, excuse me, the Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole should have won it, but because he didn't, he didn't need it. That's why he didn't. The Panama Playboy is going to get called up soon uh, with the rest of the squad undisputed. And it can't happen soon enough if you ask me. The Velveteen Dream is the man. If he or Adam Cole baby won, I was one happy lad. There is one major spoiler though. So if you do not want to hear it, mute this for about a minute and a half starting now. As we all know, NXT is pre-taped, so the Dream Challenge uh, challenged Johnny Gargano for his newly won title on NXT for the championship, and he won it. The new, excuse me, North American champion is the Velveteen Dream, but Gargano tacked him from behind and took the belt and then walked up the ramp. Ciampa came out, and they both sit there with their belts in their hands, and Johnny definitely was eyeing up the NXT championship belt, too. Very juicy. We're definitely all going to have to stay tuned. So we don't know from the live event if there's going to be a backstage segment if Ciampa you know what I mean if uh, Gargano like gets disqualified or something like that and wins the belt back but it's cheesy because the Velveteen Dream should be the tramp he deserves it but he should be getting called up too. Undisputed, the Dream, Ciampa, and Gargano after WrestleMania or by it definitely need to go to the main roster. The only WWE, the only reason why WWE is holding to where they are is because they definitely need stars to keep it going. But they got to know from the past. Every time the big stars go up, there's always people that step their game up and replace them. So they'll be fine. Call up the people you need to call up. 
All right. And as I said before, uh, excuse me, it was great also. And uh, Drew Gallack uh, is amazing. He needs his time to shine already. He has earned it. He took a little break from 205 and he actually showed up on the NXT to challenge a new up-and-comer named Bugenhagen. He actually, isn't that a great name? He actually beat Bugenhagen. He tapped him out and then he made an open challenge to anybody in the back that he would stretch them and tap them out. Guess who answered his call? Matt Riddle, baby. And he's an ex-UFC tap-out artist himself. Bro. They say it was an excellent match, and in the end, Riddle prevailed. Uh, also, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows have registered several trademarks in the last few months. The names don't really don't matter. I do have them, but it's just a waste of time because they really don't like, you know, lead to if they're leaving WWE or they're staying, what have you. But everybody knows their contracts are up in a few months and they're very, very unhappy. And they can definitely go with some of their New Japan buddies, either back to New Japan or over to AEW where the money is and still stay in America. I know Carl Anderson likes to stay in America. That's why he said he liked WWE because he, he released a video this week or last week with him outside playing with his kids and working out with his kids. So it's good to be in the States instead of traveling all over Japan. Uh, two top Raw stars missed a live event this past Friday night. It was very surprising. They were two top stars. One was Seth Rollins, the man who just won the Royal Rumble, was going to face Brock for the belt at WrestleMania. And the other was the boss, Sasha Banks, who just had an amazing match with Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. The two right now are at the top of their games and their divisions. I do not know why they would miss unless it's injury, which I pray is not the case. Uh, if they're that, or maybe it's rest for a minor injury that they have, or maybe it's just to make sure they keep healthy through Mania season to WrestleMania. But it's very, very weird to have two-year top stars miss a live event, especially after the matches that they just had. Uh, we will just have to see why they were not there Friday night. Uh, leaving star Dean Ambrose headlined the show that night instead of Rollins. WWE is going to try to put him in a spotlight, spotlight until he leaves after Mania, hoping that maybe he will stay. And they should, because in 2016, Ambrose wrestled more matches and headlined more than any other WWE superstar. It was somewhere between like 200 and 300 matches that year. To go from that and be reduced to taking a shot to avoid germs for your storyline, anybody would pretty much be fed up. Great job on dropping the ball again as always, WWE. Uh, Baron Corbin announced that he will be getting a head tattoo, which is insane. His favorite wrestler was always Bam Bam Bigelow. He said he's going to take his time on it, though. He has not decided what it was going to be, and his mother would probably kill him. He told a story about how he talked to Vince about shaving his head in the first place. The first time Vince told him, not yet. The second time he told him he would get back to him because it has to go through a bunch of legal steps, what have you. It might be hard to believe, but anytime a superstar wants to get a tattoo, shave their head, or make a major change in their images, it's got to go through the channels because there's toys, television deals, lawyers, what have you. Uh, after that second time, though, he got the okay to shave his head. Like I said, his favorite wrestler is Bam Bam Bigelow, and he said he would not get flames, but it, would that guy be in his fave and what he likes in his personal life, which is weird and freaky stuff like myself plus his current tats i can only imagine how cool and i hope how dark his tattoo will be as I reported on my YouTube podcast, The AEW Insider, Becky Lynch has had a busy week, trolling certain wrestlers on, and even her boss on Twitter. It was her birthday this week, and she tweeted to Ronda Rousey, 
Hey, Rousey, wish the man a happy birthday, you little weirdo. Yo, I was dying when I read that Twitter. And of course, Ronda Rousey didn't even wish her a happy birthday, which is really weak. Vince McMahon also tweeted her and he gave her a bunch of props. And she responded by saying that she bought a new pair of brass earrings to go with the brass ring that he gave her. Uh, if you're not down with wrestling lingo, a brass ring is a promise given to you by the higher ups to get a push or a title shot or hold a title. She's probably still mad at Vince for taking a title away so quickly when she is so over. And that they would probably change the main event of WrestleMania for a bigger name. Some return a part-timer or somebody left and steal her thunder. You go, Becky. You truly are the man. Also, Stephanie McMahon went on Twitter and said she invited the man to appear on Raw this Monday. I don't think this could be good for Becky, but only time will tell. Becky replied back to her on Twitter, thanks for the invite, but I was coming anyway. Hells yeah, you tell her, Becky. <clears throat> now, Nia Jax has been having a boatload of real-time heat from R-Truth. When she came out at the Rumble and pushed him, he went face-first into a wall. He was really, really upset about it. He got her backstage. He was arguing with her. He was screaming, throwing a tantrum. And uh, he ended up turning into a storyline, though, and that wind up winning him the U.S. Championship. So I guess it ended well. But still, I'm telling you, it was real, real, real heat backstage between those two. My man was heated at her. Um, also, everybody knows about the Mortal Kombat 11 coming out. Uh, Cody Rhodes got invited there. Ronda Rousey's doing the voice of Sonya Jax. Uh, Xavier Woods dressed up. He broke Kofi Kingston and Zelina Vega. A fan today posted a picture of John Cena as a character from Mortal Kombat Striker from Mortal Kombat 3. Everybody hated Striker, but if you ever played him, you can use him. He had some dope moves. I could take Striker and I'll take your head off. But you should see this fan art, this picture. It looks amazing. So amazing that video game series and creator Ed Boon likes it, and he said he would definitely go for it, whether it be in a video game, DLC, or a movie. I'll post a picture in this video. He looks dope as Striker. It's sweet if you ask me, and he would be a kick-ass Striker. Uh, now on to some New Japan wrestling. New Japan has renewed my monthly subscription on January 31st, and I must say, I don't know how I feel about it. They are great. They have amazing stars. I love me some Bullet Club, and they also curse, which, curse, which is really awesome. But with Kenny Omega gone for AEW, which he will be announcing this Thursday at their pre-sale ticket event, and Chuck T and Tremperina also jumping ship, I don't know if I'm going to renew my, excuse me, renew my subscription next month. I think I'd rather go a Ring of Honor for my dollar. New Japan, you have less than 25 days to change my mind. You have been warned. Uh, they had a press conference for their pay-per-view, the new beginnings of the beginning, what have you. And God, I love me some Switchblade Jay White. He's a great fit for the Bullet Club leader, and he was tearing at the conference. He told the people of Japan that it was their fault that Hiroshi's body is so battered and damaged. The people make him put it on the line and go overboard for their entertainment. He said that they should be ashamed of themselves. And this match is the end-all, be-all for them. Winner takes all. Forget about their past matches, who one who lost against each other. This one is all that matters. And at best is then when he challenged him on January 9th. Uh, Hiroshi was walking to the back and Jay White called him out and he told him he wants his belt. He said it's his belt. He said this is the Switchblade era. He said you want to prove me wrong old man? Get in the ring. You can barely effing walk. I love the Switchblade. 
Every defending champion at Wrestle Kingdom that happened in January, which is New Japan's version of WrestleMania, lost their titles. So it really is a new beginning. So the name is fitting for the next tournament. I do love New Japan because they would do a month-long tour of events for one tournament. It is amazing. And some of the new beginning will be held in this state. So it is really great. Uh, Taguchi, who is the new bone soldier from Bullet Club, excuse me, Taguchi wants to take on Bullet Club's bone soldier. I'm sorry. You know, Taji is one amazing specimen. If you not have seen, if you have not seen the new bone soldier for the Bullet Club, you have to see this guy. He's the perfect package. The dude is jacked. He can talk on a mic and he kicks anus in a ring. When a challenge was raid, he said, nobody has any interest in your ass or what you want. There is no fun or pleasure in squashing a fly. And he was right. He will destroy Taguchi on February 11th in his first junior heavyweight title defense. Uh, Friday night's pay-per-view for New Beginnings results are as follows. Carl Fredericks and Clark Connors went to a time limit draw. Cole Cabana and John Schuyler defeated Lance Archer and Shane Taylor. Great O'Conn defeated Tracer X. Brody King and Marty Squirrel, Squirrel Villains Inc. defeated John Gresham and Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb's pretty dope. Davey Boy Smith Jr. defeated Alex Coughlin. Tracy, Tracy Williams and David Finley. Yo, David Finley's awesome. He reminds me of a young Chris Jericho. You got to check him out if you haven't yet. But they defeated Rocky Romero and Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T is the man. That's Tremperetta's best friend. And they do a show on YouTube called Best Friend. It is hilarious. I mentioned the last podcast or on my, uh, excuse me, YouTube show. They literally just sit there getting drunk, getting messed up. And they have wrestlers guest star like Sammy Callahan, Ricochet, and they just shoot the breeze. And they, they, you got to watch it. Best friends on YouTube. And Chucky e. T is the man. He's also hilarious on Twitter. And then as the main event, Juice Robinson defeated Trent Beretta for his U.S. heavyweight championship. Beretta hit Juice with a vicious pile driver outside the rings. It was so crazy. They were outside a room on the hardest part of the mat, and he literally gave him a pile driver. It was insane. Uh, then tonight they had the halftime heat show for WWE. I don't even really like football. I'm an Eagles fan, and if they're not playing and they're out, I'm out. So there's no way I was watching Maroon 5. And it was great how WWE was dissing Maroon 5 because everybody should have been watching WWE's halftime heat. It was the Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, and Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, Bebe. Thomas Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. Yo, if you haven't watched it, you have to go watch the replay. As I said, NXT is always, almost always better than the main roster. It was only about six and a half minute, minute match, but these guys put it out on the line. There were so many awesome, awesome spots. The best one of the night, though, was definitely from the Panama Playboy, Adam Cole, Bebe. Ricochet was down on the mat. He was jumping off the ropes. He literally did a flip, Ricochet did a flip and then it ended right into a pile driver in one solid motion. It was ridiculous. So if you didn't watch the halftime show, WWE's halftime heat, and you watch Maroon 5 instead, first of all, you're an idiot. Second of all, do not walk, run to WWE Network or wherever you have to do to go see the replay because if you miss it, you have no idea. 
Uh, all right, my friends, that is for now. I shall return very soon. I am looking for a female co-host also still who has a lot of knowledge and passion about wrestling. You don't even have to do it here with me. With the app that I use, Anchor, to record these, you could be doing it from your house. I could do it from mine. I want a female, not for any pervert reasons, of course, like that, but I think it'll be awesome for a male and female co-host to, sh- to sit there and shoot the breeze about wrestling. So if you're a female and looks don't matter, it's not about that. I'm looking for somebody who loves wrestling and has knowledge so we can bounce back and forth off each other and I'll make the show even better and it'll even make it a little bit longer. Then we can also talk about you joining me on my YouTube show. All right, so this is the AEW Insider as always. Definitely join our groups on Facebook under AEW Insider. We're also partnered with WFW Fan Group. I'm on YouTube with my videos. I'm going to do a video right after this. It's probably going to be the same thing pretty much. That's what I think I'm going to do anymore. On YouTube, we're under AEW Insider. Also on Twitter, under AEW Insider. Definitely check out my man, Tutu. He does mad WWE news. He's under Jobber Jabber Wrestling Universe. Uh, He's the guy who owns WFW fan group on Facebook. Jobber Jabber Wrestling Universe is also on Twitter, and they do a podcast too on Anchor and all other major podcasting sites. So this is episode four, the conclusion, February 3rd, 2019. As always, I am your host, Lee Benz, Bebe, and this is the AEW Insider. Like I said, if I don't let you, if you don't let me down, I won't let you down. So I'll see you guys very soon. I probably won't even be a week. I'm going to do this as much as I can. And when big news pops up, I'm actually liking the podcast and better than YouTube, but shh. Don't tell YouTube. Remember, AEW Insider. Check us out on all major platforms. We'll see you guys soon.